All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, we'll give you uh, some updates on uh, Texas baseball, actually, in action already uh, facing Air Force uh, already. Uh, spoiler alert, right spoiler alert. Yeah, definitely got to <laughs> let that go down in case somebody out there is recording the game or yep, something like yep, that. Yep. We'll give you some updates, though, coming up. Uh, also, uh, we'll get into some Texas football conversation here. Sark met with the media, had a media availability after their last spring football practice. And I believe now they're talking about four practices and a spring game left, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so we're, it's winding down. So we'll get into some of his comments uh, about uh, how the players are looking uh, in spring football. Uh, also, it is Top of the Charts Tuesday. We play jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history, my favorite musically themed day of the week. Thanks to my man Patrick, always working hard for us. Uh, you can also be a part of the show Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Uh, you can also be, hit us up via Twitter. Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Before we get to the Sark audio here and start talking some Texas spring football, um, real quick though, because we were um, getting into some some uh, we didn't get into it, but I brought up the Masters earlier in the show. Uh, off the record, we'll get into the Masters dinner, which is happening today. Scotty Scheffler, all right, shout out. Uh, he's the one, of course, that's the Masters champion, the latest Masters champion, who's the one that gets to pick the menu of the Masters dinner. And we'll get into that in off the record and talk about what we would uh, serve if we were <laughs> Masters champion at our Masters dinner. What you got for the people coming up in Harsh Knock Life? I am going to talk again. One more time about this baseball, the clock, and how it has been Amen. perceived by everyone around. It's a hit. It is. It's a hit. It is. You, when are y'all going? Okay, you know what? I always charge you up about this. So I'm gonna do it again. I charge you. Up, <laughs> I charge you up on the show when because uh, I know you weren't a Kellen Moore fan for a while. So I, you know, still not. and still not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, with Kellen okay. Moore, when when he would rise to the occasion and have a great game plan or coordinate a great game with the Cowboys, I I'd like. I always brought it up. I charge you, you up about it. You did. Uh, I'm gonna charge you about this too because I know you don't like Rob Manfred. When you gonna get Rob Manfred some credit? Oh, he'll never get that. I, well, he did a great job with this. He's doing a great this job. This was a but great still, job. It's just like trying to trying to be nice to uh, Roger Goodell, <laughs> right? <laughs> you 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 always think you got the answer, <laughs> what? but there's still some things that you're always wondering about about he, him. He pushed for this. He did. It was it was a long time project for him. This is something that, like I oh, told you, it started in the minor leagues. Yeah, they but worked it, it, it in it, the minor it, leagues. It, it yeah. was part of his deliberate his push. That no, 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 yeah. man, we got to let's test it out first in the minor leagues. Let's make sure we work out as many of the kinks as we can before we bring these rules mainstream to the game. And probably the biggest change in Major League Baseball since I don't know. I mean, what's what's been a bigger change in Major League Baseball than the than the 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 changes they've they've uh, tried to integrate this year. Well, they were using harder baseballs at one point, which is why they were hitting home well, runs. Well, I know is that bigger than the this this change? This is a no, pretty big the, sh- the, this is a pretty big change. The, I'm not even worried about the pitch clock. That's the other part. That the best part that he did was get rid of the shift. So now guys are hitting the ball and working on their average again. Totally agree. So I will give them credit for that. I, I will give them the time. I don't know if any of them have been bad. Yeah. I don't know if any of them have been bad so far. Okay, give me a negative review about any of the rule changes so far. 
I don't think guys are stealing more bases. I don't. I don't think. I don't. Guys are hitting more. Talking about singles being emphasized. I do agree with that. Games are shorter. Scoring's up. The one thing that I do not like about it. You don't want to give Rob Manfred credit. I do not. I do not. I do not. I do not. Rob Manfred. Yeah, he's a clown when it comes down to this. I know you don't like Rob Manfred. But here's the other part. This is what I will say about the entire game. Number one, you're right. The game is more exciting. There is a lot going on. You're scoring a ton of runs. And you're still getting it done in, a, in record time right now. It's true. The best part about it all is it makes sure that you're engaged in the ball game because you can't just be walking around like you were before. You're talking about players. I'm talking Not about just fans. Players and, and fans. fans. Okay, both. I'll, but the biggest question that I want to see after the after this month, right, like the whole entire month of April. The sample size. I want to see what the sales are. Uh, what do you mean? Financial. I'm talking you about revenue. I'm talking about revenue for the stadiums as far okay. as concessions. I got, I got you. Because now you're not there near as long. You are 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 you're you you have to consume everything quickly. Because if you go to the um, bathroom, remember what I was always say, I'm not gonna leave if Jordan's coming up. I'm yeah. gonna stay there. Yeah. Well now it's hard for you to go and get something to eat and come back. You can barely check your phone. Now. Exactly. You used to be able to read something. Yeah, you can barely read books like, to the ballpark. Oh my goodness! What's more, more of an insult to bring a book to just a ballpark? Just sitting there, just flipping it's, pages. It's like checking your phone during sex. I mean, yeah. you're bringing a book to the ballpark. Yes. What says your game is boring? Like bringing a book to the ballpark. Thank you. Now, no. You Not no much. Book, you bring your you book. You're gonna miss something. You're gonna yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna miss, miss part of the game. You're gonna miss the action. You're gonna be like, damn, we already in the fifth. Oh, you're gonna lose track yeah, of your exactly. read wherever you're on the book. Come exactly. on. It should be like a thing. Like. People like right. They bring like books to the. They crazy. do. Yeah. No. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we don't want a game like that. So you got to pay <laughs> a lot of attention to everything that's going on, and you got to do it early. Uh, uh, Burnt Orange Yeti said, "Rod, this is the biggest change, no doubt." Someone says lowering the mound was big. I I just think it's. Big. I've heard some people compare it to integration. Like it's yep. that big. Like it's that big of a change for the game. Integration. Exactly. Think about that. I'm big. like, man, that is. That's, that was, he said that was the, he said that was the biggest, you know, dramatic change in the game. Yeah. And he said this is the only thing that he counts as close to that. Is that he, he did say integration was bigger. Yeah. But he said like next to integration, this is probably the biggest some major change. Changes. In the game. There are some, some major, major changes. changes that are involved. in And this. it was so necessary. I know people don't well, like it. I mean, it's so necessary. Let, will this get you out to the ballpark more? I would, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Then that I, is the biggest change. Yes, Robbie will go. Robbie will go about, to the game. Dude, the huh? Rangers game, uh, the game they just lost with the was it two two to nothing, one two two to one two to the one. Orioles. Yeah, what was that? It was like a two hour and like, twenty minute game, bro. You know your boy is like, man, now we can go do some other it, stuff it, it afterwards. It seems like whatever the algorithm, I know we're going to talk about this in Harsh Knock Live, so I'm sorry to be spoiling your stuff. No, we'll, we'll still to, be in it too. We'll get in Texas football here in a second. But it seems like the algorithm has worked out perfectly where if the game is low scoring, it's quick. Yep. And if the game ends up being uh, longer, it's high scoring. Yep. And it's like, well, I'll take a longer game if it's high scoring. That means there's a lot of action, a lot of the pace is up. Um, but if it's going to be a low scoring game, can we get it out of the way pretty quickly? So it seems like all the rules are working toward that trend. I'm not, I'm not sure all. I'm sure there are exceptions, but that seems to be the case. I'm going to go track that. Yeah. Over, over when I get some time over the weekend, uh, we got a longer weekend. So at least I'm going to go back and track that. No doubt. And see if that actually is the pattern. That I'm starting to recognize. Anyway, uh, looking forward to Harsh Knock Life because that was a little preview. 
little teaser, appetizer no doubt, there. No doubt. Uh, how, did you ask Sark about the new rule changes in I baseball? I didn't ask him about the, Sark's a baseball guy like you. He is a huge baseball guy. You said you talked to him about baseball. I talked to him about baseball, but I wanted to more, know more about his career. Uh, what? Do you, okay, give me a, uh, get, get anything you can tell us from your he conversation with Sark he, about baseball. He said I was good. I was not elite. Oh, he said that about himself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where did Sark play? He, played, Sark he play? played third base and okay. he pitched. All right. Yeah. And he was – the funny part about it is he went to USC, transferred out, and when he transferred out of USC, they won the national championship <laughs> in baseball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, that one stung a little bit. I appreciate that Sark's yeah. got a sense of humor. He does. self-deprecating. He Good does. For him. He does. Uh, oh, let me ask you, what, how much heat – what was his, what was his uh, fastest throw? As a pitcher. Well, I didn't, well, I didn't he, get into that. You didn't I knew, ask him that? Because I knew it wasn't that much. <laughs> because wanna, because, because if it was, he would Well, he would have kept playing. If he was that, because he, what did he say? He was, was a, good. He's a quarterback, so. I wasn't elite. Hit, okay. That's what he said. All right. I was, was good. It, you knew that your response to whatever he said, whatever number, was, I would have hit that out of the park. I was going to. knock that I, out of the I park. Would've, I would have been like, <laughs> I would have taken all that smoke. Oh, I like that. Okay. Uh, some text said this is Manfred's legacy. I do. I think it is his legacy. It is. I think Manfred. I think Manfred was was one of the most unpopular commissioners in major American sports that we've seen in a long, long time. Him and him and Rose. I mean, not Roselle. Him and uh, uh, Goodell. Goodell. Oh, Goodell's up there too. They're, that's what I'm saying. These um, two together. Yes, you're right. And, this and, is their reign. You're right. And Goodell's got a hell of a legacy. Goodell's legacy yep. is basically the owners love him because he's. He does what they ask. Yeah, he, I mean, he's he's basically made them more money than any other commissioner in the history of the NFL. And yep. by the way, he's going to, I predict, he'll be a billionaire before he's done with the NFL. Well, yep. this way. He's made more money than any commissioner in sports. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we don't have to say in NFL. We can say in sports. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I, I think he'll be a billionaire before he's done that because he's up for a new contract, by the way. Yeah. And they're going to negotiate. I guarantee you it's going to be robust. Again. I think he just got it. I don't know if he's got it just yet. I think they were they they agreed to start negotiating. Oh, okay. Um, and they're because and I, the details are hard to come by, but I think they agreed yeah. to start negotiating for it. So they're gonna. I mean, it'll be done probably before the next season starts. No question. Uh, okay. Anyway, let's get to Sark here because he had immediate availability and he spoke with the media about a lot of things, different uh, topics, of course. But he also spoke about the Saturday scrimmage. He actually opened up. Uh, with no questions, uh, giving his kind of s- summary of the uh, Saturday scrimmage. Here is Sark giving his thoughts on what happened this past weekend. You know, I thought uh, just a little bit of a recap from Saturday from the scrimmage. I-, I thought, you know, I thought our veterans really were dialed into, you know, kind of what we were doing, what we were trying to do, the way we practiced, the way we scrimmaged. I thought it was good Saturday for a lot of our younger players. You could feel a little bit of uh, – excitement um a little kind of some unforced errors early on in the scrimmage uh and then they they started to kind of settle in and start to play the way they had been practicing which is why you need to scrimmage you got to put guys in some uncomfortable settings and then they got to learn how to get comfortable in those settings so uh that was positive uh, obviously we have we have two weeks to go or, or six practices to we just finished up the the last of six so we got five more to go um you know, we're just trying to be really intentional with our approach every day that we go and, and what we're trying to accomplish and why we're trying to do certain things, um, whether that's on offense, defense, or special teams. And um, the goal is to continue to push the guys. You know, spring ball is obviously a unique time of year where 
There's no game, right? I mean, there, we have our spring game, but there's no real opponent at the end of it. So everybody has got to be really intentional in their approach to what they need to do for themselves uh, to continue to raise their level of play and whatever that looks like. It could be knowledge of the system. It could be um, fundamental or technique. It could be um, you know, how, to, how to recover physically so that you're prepared to go again the next time so that we can continue to grow individually, and then ultimately our team is better you know, at the end of 15 practices than we were at the start of the whole thing. All right. No, I agree with that. He's basically, I, I've always described it, and he described it in great detail, and he was very articulate, uh, did a great job. But I described it as a baseline. This is all about seeing what players can develop a baseline of productivity. Young players, uh, think of them, they're trajectory uh the developmental curve it oftentimes reminds you of a roller coaster it's up there are these deep deep valleys uh but also that you can see the flashes all right yep, and yep. they they really get to these uh these these heights of their trajectory and you see it but they they lack the consistency and what you want to see is a baseline where you don't get the valleys you don't get the i always say the kind of the you know, you have a high ceiling, but you also have a really deep floor. You don't get the deep floor. Basically, guys uplift their floor, start to uh, establish a baseline, and then they hit their ceiling more often, but they never hit a deep floor. Their floor is always that baseline where you never get a player that is going to um, give you a, a consistently subpar performance. Most of the time, you'll get that baseline. That's what he's right. trying to establish. Right, and, and there's a lot of guys that definitely <laughs> need to establish that baseline so he knows what kind of pressure. Just like he said, I want to see these guys, how they operate under pressure. Exactly. I want to see exactly what gets them going, how do I need to react to them, all the extra stuff that goes into it. This is the time for it to be challenged. This is the time where you learn a lot about them. So it's a it's one of those deals where Sark is understanding his his team way better than before. Like he's bringing in guys and bringing in the these different groups that are now being challenged at a whole nother level. So it's been impressive. It's a, it's a good move by him, too, by putting those guys in those types of situations. Uh, speaking of those guys, a lot of those guys are veterans who are stepping up. And uh, Sark uh, was also asked about you know the those vocal leaders, those veteran leaders that are stepping up. And he basically went down a list of guys, started naming some guys. Uh, here's Sark when he was asked about what veteran leaders are establishing themselves during this spring session. I don't know if it's so much of a surprise. I think we're, we're pretty intentional with some of the guys of, of what they do and how they do it. But I think Jordan Whittington has definitely um, kind of stepped into that role uh, offensively. I think Quinn has done a nice job and is, and is getting more and more comfortable in that role. I think JT Sanders offensively, those are those are a few guys. I think defensively, you know, Jaron Thompson definitely feels like kind of like one of those guys. Um, I think Byron Murphy feels like one of those guys. Um, so, you know, I'm obviously I'm, I'm just kind of naming a few. I think Baron Sorrell has, has grown up that way. And a lot of those guys, it's helpful for them because they've been with us now. We're good. They're going into year three with us from the beginning. So they're very comfortable with the things that, they know are are meaningful to us that are important to us as a staff um, and they've learned now why it's important and so they can they can kind of be that conduit between a younger player and ourselves and a lot of times that carries more weight coming from a player 
than it does coming from a coach. So the more those guys um, can support that message, uh, I think the more impactful it is on our team. All right, there you go. Uh, Sark talking about the different guys that have stepped up, named a lot of those veterans. Yeah, I think it, it, there's a difference between, you know, a, a, a dude, a dog, and a dud, right? Yep. There's some yep. guys, and nothing against them. They're just duds. They're not going to offer much, you know, other than emotional support uh, for the team. They're dudes, and a dude is someone that contributes to the roster. They should be a starter or at least a regular contributor on the team, but you got to have more dogs. More dogs and dudes than duds. All right. And you don't want duds. You don't want duds. You want <laughs> as few duds as possible. Exactly. Dogs and dudes. Not everybody can be a dog, and not everybody, hell, not everybody's going to be a dude, but you want right. as many of those on your team as possible. Uh, no duds. And I think that's what the spring is mostly about for Sark. Who are my dogs? Separating. Who are my dogs? Who are my dudes? Because a dude can turn into a dog. Yep. It just it just a few variables that are off. All right? That dude can be a dog. Now put that dude into a possession to be a dog once you identify, oh, he a dude. But once you identify who the dogs are, those are those your leaders. Yep. Then you can establish, all right, I got dogs here, here, here. I got dogs all across the roster on this these positions, and I got dudes right behind them. So I need these dogs to teach these dudes how to be dogs. Yep. <clears throat> that's that's how you build it, yeah. and then the duds. You can't give up on the duds, but you'd like they got kid. a lot. They got a lot more work to do. They got a lot more work to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't no. want to give up on them, but you right. know, going into spring, uh, getting out of spring ball and going into fall, most of the reps will be taken by, by the, the dogs dude. Yeah. and the dudes. <laughs> yep, the dudes we and the that. dogs. Yeah. yeah, that's and that's understandable. I mean, and and that's where the self reflection mm-hmm. and that self evaluation about where do I fall into that category and how do I get to that next level. Exactly. And so that's where you got to do that personal inventory about what's next for me and find out, hey, and he talked about it, I'm sure we're going to get into that in a minute, about the portal. The portal giveth yeah, and it taketh away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a good cut there. Yeah. He talks about the portal. Um, and I believe it was, uh, was it Dr. Pizarro that asked him about that? Dr. Ruben Pizarro that asked him about I'm not sure. I believe it was, and he goes into the the portal uh, comment. And I'm not sure exactly what prompted him to kind of go off, but and he brings up the women's uh, LSU's mm-hmm. uh, national title team, but just talking about how it affects the landscape. So we'll get into that coming up a little bit later on too. Uh, but uh, there is a, you know, I'll get into it in Rod's round of the day if we don't get to all the sound because there's some really compelling cuts about individual positions. He talks about running backs and edge rushers and yeah. all the different moving parts. So we'll get into and even tight end, which I think is also a really intriguing position this year. So we'll get into that coming up a little bit later on. But I want to leave a little bit extra time for Harsh Knock Life. We previewed Harsh Knock Life coming up, but let the people know what you got coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with Major League Baseball, the timing of it all, and some of the numbers that are getting into what this season has already looked like early, early. The good returns that the baseball has had early. Uh-huh. And will my man Harge give Rob Manfred some credit? <laughs> he ain't get it, did it yet. He ain't, he, won't, he refuses to do it. He falls into he, that he, uh, he, Kellen Moore. He likes everything he has done, <laughs> but he's not going to give him the individual credit. All right, we'll come back. Harge's not alive. Looking forward to it right here on Ball Don't Lie, Wonderful Night Horn. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a Top of the Charts Tuesday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Harbaugh Harge. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Harbaugh Harge. You can follow my man, Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We love it when you're a part of the show, so hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And I know that there has been a lot of conversation. By the way, I wanted to give you an update Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, the University of Texas is up on Air Force, headed into the top of the second. Uh, Texas is up 3 nothing. home run by my man Peyton Powell from Robinson, Texas. You know where Robinson, Texas is, guys. It's in the 254. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to let y'all know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I figured. I, I guess you figured much. that out, I right? Much, right? Yeah, yeah. So Peyton Powell's continuing to hit the cover off the baseball and drive the ball all over the place. So kudos to him. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this baseball season and where they are. I understand that there's a lot of teams early and late that are having some troubles that may not be playing at the best of their abilities right now. But it is a long season, as I've said, all year with the University of Texas and, of course, Major League Baseball. Uh, One of the big things that Rob was talking about is the time clock. Well, everybody – either loves it or they hate it. And as for players, it's good if you're a defensive player for some batters in the box, and we've seen it multiple times. Guys have been called out at the plate for not looking at the pitcher Mm. by the eight-second mark. Now, if they get on the mound, you have to be engaged. One thing that Mike Trout has done is, like, he never hardly leaves the batter's box. Like, he'll he'll take a pitch, look at the third-base coach. What sign are you going to give Mike Trout? He's not giving he, – yeah. you're not going to hit and run with him. You're going to let him hit, and if he decides to run, that's how you're going to do that. So it's not going to be one of those things. But the big thing that I've noticed throughout this, number one, is the time at the plate uh, – I mean, the, the time of the games. And I want to give you this number. So starting way back in 2012, okay. 2012, the average major league game was three hours. That's not bad, to be quite bad. honest with it's you. Not, like you were talking about with football, yeah. right? In comparison, Most NFL games are three hours about three hours. Yeah. yeah, so that's good yep. if you're going to be at a game and you're at that three-hour mark. In 2013, it was 3.04. 2014, it was 3.07. 2015, it went back to three uh, hours. 2016, it was 3.04. 2017, 3.08. 2018, 3.04. 2019, 3.10. Mm. Um 2020, COVID year, it was three hours and six minutes. 2021 was three hours and 11 minutes. In 2022, 
it was three hours and six minutes. So it was that's the mm, average. The average. So when yeah. you formulate all of these and put them all together, that's not bad at all. Like I said, if football games are just as long, but people have a different perception of football because the pace, there's more action in football. Absolutely. So it was more about the action involved in baseball, not necessarily the length all the time. And they are yeah. getting a lot more action. We talked about the scoring. We talked yeah. about the stolen bases. Hidden runs are, mm-hmm. are becoming better. But one of the things that I was more impressed with and was looking forward to, and I know some people were like, the shift is not good because how are you going to make people t- play the defense that you want them to play? You should be able to play your own defense. Do you watch and, the NFL? Right. That's what I'm <laughs> you saying. Watch the NFL. Right. They literally have changed every rule. You have to play defense just the way they – you can't even hit a quarterback. You sneeze on one. They're like penalty. Let me get 15 on, yards on that. What are y'all talking about? That's and you might get, sports these days. Exactly. So Come the game. So the game has kind of changed a little bit. But the one thing about it is I'm starting to see people's averages start to change. People are getting more base hits. They're mm-hmm. driving the ball. And what do I always come in here and tell you about hitting? I'm like, you're more productive if you can drive the ball the other way. You stay, you stay on balls a lot longer. And you get an opportunity to, to uh, raise your average. When you go up there and all you're thinking about is pulling the ball and trying to hit it out of the park, it changes the view of the game and changes the way you view the game. So one of the things that have happened this year is during this season, so through the first 75 games of the 2022 season, there were 17 opposite field home runs. I like this. 17 of them. So it's like, okay, all right. You look at it, you look around, that's 75 games, and you don't want to hit the ball the other way, so we're going to try to figure it out. So they hit 17 home runs. This year, first 65 Major League Baseball games – there has been 24 opposite field home runs. I like it. Going back to the thought process of being a complete hitter at the plate, and now you 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 can go up there and change your approach at times. And I know a lot of people are talking about, well, you can't just do it like that if a guy's throwing 100 miles an hour. I, I can agree t- to that just a little bit. And the reason why I say that is when – and we're going to go back and sound like old man right here. When I was playing, guys were – if you threw 96, you were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you were yeah. you Next were guaranteed level. to be a first-round pick and mm, wow. you're gonna, we can teach you how to throw strikes and all that other stuff. But the thing about it was you were unique. So your people were looking at you a little bit different. Now everybody throws 100. So when I'm at the plate, it's not like it's new to me. Yeah. That's why you can see guys go up there and backspin a baseball so easily on some of these situations because they see it every day. It's like what we talk about with football. We talk about it with basketball. We talk about it in every sport. Mm-hmm. When you get used to the speed of the game, everything slows down. At the very beginning, and they use this phrase a lot, it's like drinking water out of a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. It's coming at you so quick that you don't know how to react. But once you see it every single day – it becomes natural to you. So, yes, it may be difficult to take a fastball that is on the corner at a certain amount of speed and not be able to fillet it that way, but you're seeing it every day. Mm-hmm. That's why there's a kid at Round Rock, and I'm going to give him a little love, Travis Sequoia. He's throwing 100 mile an hour. Ooh. But those kids don't see that every day. That's yeah. why he's such a freak. 
But when he becomes in these to a high other, level, yes, it's yeah. going to be another kid out there throwing hard or another player throwing that hard. So that is one of the things that I continue to look at and say, all right, there are some things that have been adjusted in this game. To your point, Rob Manford, but I'm going to give the Players Association a Go lot of, 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 of love for this, for even agreeing to some of this, right, in their CBA. So you sit there and you watch the game and you're like, okay, what's going on with this? How is this happening? Are these guys making those adjustments? And this is keeping some of the guys in the game a little bit longer too. You know, you 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 their averages are going to go up. They've also brought in the DH to both leagues. Mm-hmm. So you're not having to face pitchers, pitchers pitching against pitchers. Now everybody's playing on the same level playing field where you may not see a lot of people putting down bunts. I get it. I understand that. But the art of hitting is back a little bit, right? Like you really have to go up there and have an approach instead of I'm just going to turn and spin. I'm, I'm mm. waiting for him to throw me something on the inner <laughs> third and I'm going to try to yank it out of the park. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But that's not baseball to me. And now, like Chipper said the other day, he Chipper Jones said, you know, it's getting back to the old style of baseball where you do get to get after it a little bit and you you, you start to – play the game and do different things. And I understand if you want to be able to shift your outfield or, you know, you can pull, you can still play guys to pull. You just have to have your shortstop on the right side of the left side yeah, of the bag. You yeah. got to have your second baseman on the right side of the bag. You can still play your shortstop in the hole. You can do that. As long as his feet is on the dirt, you got, you got time to do that. And you can make those adjustments. So I don't, I don't think that the game has, uh, been taken away from certain parts of it. I think it has enhanced it. I think the games are fun. Even that you talked about that two-hour game for the Rangers last yeah, night. Unbelievable. I mean, that's an outstanding game, and it was a well-played game. So that's the other part of it. And I will 1,000% back this up. If you are a defensive player or you've ever played defense and a pitcher has walked around the mound for a long time trying to get his mind together – that can wear you out as a defensive player because now all of a sudden the ball is coming to you, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you're distracted. I'm distracted, yeah. and then all of a sudden, hey, the ball's coming. <gasps> you yeah. know, you're just like, oh man, I wasn't mm. expecting it because I didn't even know my pitcher was back on the mound because he's been walking around forever, <laughs> taking <laughs> deep breaths, trying to throw the base runner exactly. out. Exactly, kind of yeah. throwing over there five, six yeah. times in a row. It's the yeah, I agree. It's basically they used to have this old saying in radio, right? You don't, uh, you know, you, you don't want a dead air, no dead air. Yeah, that's basically baseball tried to take the dead air out of the game. Right, they're trying to take. There was a lot of dead air in baseball. <laughs> like I said, you could the, the fact that people would brag about going to the ballpark and taking a book, yeah, was a straight up insult to the game. That, it's like checking your phone during sex. Like that is insulting. All right, yeah. sorry. Like it is. It is a sport, and you want to take your, your like a book to the your ballpark. Phone. What are you talking about? Yeah. No. No, no, no. And I, I think Rob Manfred and the leadership of baseball took offense to it. Like, that's the kind of game we're becoming? Right. People don't even read books. And yet the people that are fans of ours are taking books to the ballpark? Exactly. No. They're bringing their Kindle. Yeah. They're bringing their Kindle no. out there. No, no. And now baseball, the faster pace. I, I think it's. I think it was a brilliant move by Major League Baseball. I, applaud, I don't applaud Major League Baseball very often, but 
I think it was it was a great move. And the things that I was talking about before, mm-hmm. stolen bases, run scoring, stolen hitting and run. They're back in oh, there, and man. it's so much fun to watch because Showing now the athleticism. Exactly. You get to see these freakish athletes. And then you get to see these oh. great catchers get an actual chance to throw somebody out. Also like Machete. The gun. Like Ooh. Machete. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Machado. Maldonado. Maldonado, yeah, well, yeah. And not only that, you get to see games that have actual moments in them. So you get to see, hey, man, a guy's on second, guy's at the plate, it's a one-run game. Yeah. This matters. As mm. opposed to, well, hitting the shift, fly out on the track. Yeah, exactly. No, no one's on base. No, exactly. There's no intensity. There's no reason you have That's to be watching point. the TV yeah. at that moment or watching the field because it doesn't matter until something else happens. Now, men on first and second. Yeah. Oh, man, and oh, we got a man on sec- first and third, and he steals second. Now two in, and you're down one, and the guy's at the plate, and now yeah. he can't hit in the shift. But he can all of a sudden put one over. It makes it so there's way more moments in a game that have the intensity of what you want in professional sports. And I think baseball lost that a lot for a lot of years because you could have a good enough pitcher just be like, oh, just, I'm just a ground ball guy and we'll put in the yeah. shift. And what are they going to do? It was almost over strategized. Yeah. To a certain yeah. extent. 100%. And now this is, it, it, it's still, it, the tactics and strategy change, but it's a little less strategy and more emphasis, like you said, now on individual players, their athleticism, making plays. You as an athlete can now go affect the game. Exactly. You now as, I can go and do go me. affect the game. Yeah. Oh, and, 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 man, you want to talk about how the RBIs are going to go up for some of these, exactly. these big-name hitters? Like, Jordan got a three-run home run last night, right, to tie mm-hmm. the game. Now, in, in probably in previous roles, maybe a one-runner, two-runner, he can still hit the home run, but do you get the other guys on base? Yeah. Do you get the other guys there? All of this is adding to have more base runners, which means – more runs, which means bigger hits, and it lets your stars become bigger stars. Yeah, it's just I, it, the urgency now. I love that you brought that up, Patrick. That's what I was like taking out a dead era of the game. They're almost just like football. What's the most exciting parts of football, right? Red zone yep, and yep. third down. Hey, they, made, they literally made a channel out of it because people love red zone. It just plays red zone. That's it. Film for red zone to red zone because what? That's urgency. That's, yep. the, that's what everybody wants to say. Oh, man, this is it. Game. This is the, this is the, These are the points that are going to determine the game. These are the plays that are going to determine the game. And the same thing with baseball. You have more of those plays now that Patrick's talking about yep. that are going to determine the game. And you can almost, you can now, in real time, you don't have to search for them or wait for them. They're happening. They're happening. So if that guy gets on base, quick. you know, all right, this, this is going to be a big moment here. Yep. And yeah, I remember when baseball, a guy getting on base wasn't such a big deal anymore. Right. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. the guy I the, expected that. Because the guy at the plate is not necessarily trying to. He's not he, trying to advance him. He's not trying to advance the runner. They're not. Yeah. yeah but now there is a uh, different culture of baseball. No doubt. Um, I love it. I think uh, it's good for the game. Breaking news, breaking news. Uh-oh. No, there's not a run that was scored in the University of Texas baseball game. But Cam Constantine got his first collegiate base hit. At the University of Texas, this dude has been in the program for three seasons, and he got his first career base hit wow. today. He had 10 at-bats this season, got his first there hit, a seed up the middle. I'm like so that. happy for there that kid because he works hard. He's a team guy, and he doesn't get very many opportunities to play. And this time he got his first career hit at the University of Texas, and the team was so excited for him. They were giving him a standing ovation. Very, very happy for that young man. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ending uh, Harsh Knock Life on a good mojo. On day. a hit. Yeah, on a hit. <laughs> Literally on a hit. I like that. Uh, all right, we come back. We'll talk a little Masters. Uh, Scotty Scheffler had – 
Oh, he's no, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Sorry about that. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no spoiler alerts here. All right, we come back. We'll get into Scotty Scheffler's uh, Masters dinner menu items, and then we'll tell you exactly what we probably would serve if we ever won the Masters. Yeah, All yeah. that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horns. DD Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get the rain man comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. And uh, we're going to talk a lot of Masters uh, coming up later on this week uh, because uh, the Masters, I think, is going to be compelling for a lot of different reasons uh, this year, but mostly because now the live golfers are involved. I think you have 18, I believe, live golfers that are going to take part in the match. I think that's the number. I think, I think it's 18. That's a bit oh, and by the way, you hear they said they're going to, well, at least Greg Norman says this, they're going to celebrate on the 18th green if they win. If like, they, one of NWO them NWO style. I'm not making that up. That's your favorite style, NWO though, right? NWO style. They're going to go full on villain and pray. They're going to celebrate. I, I, I got to find that story, too. I'll, I'll find that story in a second. Yeah. Let's hit the sky. I know. Yeah, Craig Norman. Yeah, I know. He on, is. Bro. But he, you got to admit, he's embraced being a villain. He is. He's, oh, no, but he's embraced being a villain for a long time. He's just happy to be back in the news now. He is. He's, and you can he's tell a guy who's like, he was like, oh, man, I was a villain like 38 years ago. <laughs> I was a villain before. <laughs> I was hooked up with the Saudis. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm really a Now you're really <laughs> out there. Yeah. <laughs> now you're worldwide villain. Uh, uh, anyway, let's get to uh, Scotty Scheffler's menu. So he won the Masters last year, the annual champions dinner at the Masters. Been happening for 70-plus years. Uh, and it's one of the coolest traditions, actually, in sports. I don't, you know, the Masters doesn't get to me in terms of being a sentimental effect like it does a lot of people. But I think this is really cool that the Masters champion and all the Masters champions that are still alive and still with us, they go to the Masters dinner who have won the Masters. and But the, the champion from that previous uh, Masters, he picks... The menu. He gets to pick all the mm-hmm. items from the menu. Okay, so Scotty Sheffer's menu, gentlemen. Here it is. Uh, you got cheeseburger sliders. All right, that's your. Uh, that's that's kind of your. That's dope. Your your main. Uh, yeah, it's one of your like appetizers, appetizers. Mm-hmm. Your main appetizers. Then there's firecracker shrimp. How you like that? I like that. Sweet Thai chili and uh, sriracha mayo. I like that. it. I'm not, like big, it. I'm not a big mayo fan. Well, we know. I don't like the mayo. We know, but it's sriracha. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't so like sriracha really either. Yeah, I'm out I, on both yeah. counts, but yeah, definitely not the mayo. Yeah, Duh. I'm with. You. I don't like sriracha that much either. So it's I'm like when they're like, that. it's chipotle mayo. You're like, that's another. I don't need the chipotle either. <laughs> right, right, right. Jalapeno mayo. No, I don't I just, want the mayo. I don't, I don't want no mayo. <laughs> uh, tortilla soup, one of my favorites actually. Yep. Love me some tortilla. That soup. works. If you're a Texas avocado, crispy blue tortilla strips, sour cream, cilantro, lime. Fantastic. I love a good tortilla soup. Every time I go to a restaurant and they got it on the menu, I will try to find out who's got the best tortilla soup okay, out there. Okay. Uh, by the way, hard, harder to get good tortilla soup than you think. Well, pen, depending on your flavor. You know what I'm That's saying? That's true, too, because some people like uh, yeah, like watery. The consistency yes. is really worse. I like a very thick you tortilla like it soup. Yeah. I want it thicker. Yeah. I want it basically yeah. closer to being a stew. I like it thick, huh? Like, closer to being a stew than a soup. You okay. know what I mean? I want it thicker. Anyway, uh, getting back to it, um, the main course Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish. You get a choice. I like uh, that. You get a choice there, and then your sides will be family-style mac and cheese. Can't go wrong there. Jalapeno cream corn. I'm not a cream corn fan. I like my corn <laughs> on the cob, 
or just regular kernels. Not a fan of the cream corn. <laughs> Right, I got it, you. Did, what do you, what do you, what do you put in cream corn? Just cream to make it cream corn? Like, yeah, I, don't no. I don't know. I don't. It's I'm, good. I'm, I'm, you've made cream corn? No, I'm, I'm a fan of the corn though. But just yeah, give me yeah. corn. But on a cob. Or I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you yeah. who got some some really good cream. Some corn. Some bomb cream. Corn? Yes. Uh, Pokey Joe's. You know, I've seen their cream corn. It is really good. Really? Yeah. What's in know. cream corn? It's sweeter. It's what? on the sweeter version. Oh, so they're, oh, there's they're different. Okay, so there's a sweeter cream corn, there's and a then sweet a, corn. Yeah, uh, yeah, more yeah, of a tart yeah. one. Yeah, now, I don't know how tart it is. <laughs> I, don't I know never, I never get that one. <laughs> I never get the tart one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like okay, like cornbread. Cornbread can be sweet, or no, it can just be like. I'm always on the sweet cornbread. cornbread. Yeah, yeah, I'm always, I'm like, always on the sweet cornbread. cornbread. Exactly. Who wants you? Why wouldn't you want sweet cornbread? I don't. I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Who are these people? Just yep. want regular cornbread. Yep. Uh, also, you get uh, fried Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. I've been on the Brussels sprout kick kick lately. I like it. Fried? Does that mean they like? I don't know how they fry it though. Like, I don't know how they. They might be air fried. I don't know. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna air fry. Oh, you might be right. They're gonna be. Air- I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then seasoned fries. Yep. Uh, the dessert, warm chocolate chip skillet cookie. Yep. And milk and cookies ice cream. There you go. I like it. That's it. I like it. All right, gentlemen. If you were the Masters champion, what would you serve at your Masters dinner? Well, my main would be I would have pork chops. Smothered oh. pork chops. Oh, I love the yeah. detail there. Yeah. Smothered. Smothered pork chops. Oh, lo- so the gravy? What kind of gravy are we oh, going to? Oh, you know in? it's brown. It's, it's brown. Oh, you it's, know pork it's, brown. it's pork chops. It's pork chops. Yeah, yeah. you can't be that. Yeah, chops. Yeah, I mean, unless that's it's absurd. fried. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, unless it's fried. I like and that. I would have the smothered pork chops. I would have macaroni and cheese. And I would have no, cabbage. Cabbage would be in the mix there as really? well. Yeah. Okay, I'm feeling on that. And then cabbage. I definitely would have some cornbread. You gonna eat Sweet your cone? Sweet cornbread, hey, Jiffy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yellow box. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, uh, that's good. All right. Yeah, I'm down. All I'm right, down with you. that. What and I would. Got? And I would oh, have instead of uh, the tortilla soup, which I'm a big fan of. I would have chili as my soup. Okay, beans or no beans? No beans. So you're no beans and you're chili. I, I like beans, but no, I, I'm looking. I'm serving everybody. You're serving everybody. I'm serving everybody. But, but it's supposed to be your menu, though. But you I try to look out to for everybody. Of what what hard likes. I'm, hey, the hard like the beans and the Did chili. Then put the beans up in them chili. But I want to make sure everybody enjoys nah, themselves. Nah, ain't about them. It's about you. And you'll get a side of potato chips. You know what kind? <laughs> what, Doritos. What? <laughs> why? Why the, with the chili? Hey, why not? Just throw it out there. Oh, you get crackers with it. Random. You get crackers with it. Okay. Yeah. All right, Patrick. What you got on your? No, I don't mind. That seems it seems. Seems hard because I probably go something. I go mind games and I go as spicy as I could go. Oh, you trying to intimidate your opponent? Oh, no, no, I'm trying to make them hurt on the bathroom. Give them the bubble guts. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, hey man, you always speed up play, and they're like, man, I yeah. gotta take a break. Yeah. I'm gonna I try like to go <laughs> spicy on that one. So probably just gonna go like just it's like I make some really good spicy queso. It was really spicy, spicy queso. queso. It was really That's good. Nice. Yeah, I like that. And then maybe maybe we just go fajitas. Fajitas, is, that's a great idea. Go fajitas. I go, love that. Go with that. And then. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a Tex Mex thing. I like that. You know, if you want a side, well, maybe we'll go hot wings too, just to get. We'll throw in some wings Ooh, to get them spicy there. I'm just going to go as spicy as possible across the board. You need some vegetables or something. 
Yeah. Green? Get some spicy vegetables. So, no, no, no spicy vegetables, man. Some asparagus tips or something. <laughs> man, that's right there by, you know, it sounds amazing, but as a 40-something-year-old man, I'm not going to I know, that's what I'm saying, one. though. I'm going to take out the rest of it. I'm half the field. <laughs> They're all old. They're all yeah. old. No, they got digestive issues. half the field out by that dinner. <laughs> They're all going to have May- Maalox and yeah. Pepto-Bismol that night trying to get right. <laughs> I feel you on that, Pat. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go just old barbecue, man. Barbecue is probably my favorite genre of food. Yep, was one, yep. So I'm going BBQ. Uh, and I'll probably go. Oh, this is good. Out with the uh, like with an appetizer or something. Maybe I'll go with something Cajun. Maybe we'll go with some jambalaya or like some. Um Ooh, like crawfish etouffee, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. I, I do something like that. I do I'm something in with Cajun. that. Do some Creole. I make everybody do crawfish. Fried alligator. Every, oh, man, you going all the way oh, Cajun. I'm going for the, for, the, for, the, for the appetizers. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. With a little fried okay. gator. Appetizers. Yeah, a little crawfish etouffee. Maybe a little cup of gumbo if yeah. you want. Whatever, I like that. Like that. I'll That's definitely be down with that. Mm-hmm. That's how we going. And, and some boudin out there, right? Yeah, you know what? You know what? Man, I might have to scrap the damn uh, barbecue. <laughs> just go all Cajun. There it you're is. right. Just go with yeah. boudin and gumbo. Yeah. Crawfish etouffee. Full Cajun menu, man. I like it. You know what's going to be great when one of them crawfish gets out on the 18th green? Just walk, you know when you win a crawfish boil and someone just walking across the yard trying to make the escape? <laughs> hey, that's what I'm talking about. I got a chance. I like got that. a chance. Boudin and balls. I like, I like it. Boudin like and balls. Uh, all right, we come back. We got NFL news notes and nuggets to get to. Todd McShay has uh, his mock draft that came out today. Uh, we'll try to piecemeal some of that together. Uh, Derrick Henry to Dallas. This is a rumor that just started today, and we'll get you the latest. Also, DeAndre Hopkins may be one of those uh, players out there uh, potentially being released. We'll get to that in Pro Football Focus Draft Simulator Projections. Yes, another projection that has the Cowboys taking B. John Robinson. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.